Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, welcome Brewer fans to the Brewer Crew Review Podcast. Uh, joining me today is Vince. Um, I'm Craig. How are you doing, Vince? I'm doing great, Craig. And we got Scotty and Chad on today. Uh, no, they're busy with uh, their own endeavors, apparently. But here we are. It's on the cusp of September. And the Brewers, who had swept three of their last five series, um, find themselves with a three-game lead over the Chicago Cubs in NL Central as we go into S- September, or some Brewer fans have dubbed Craig Timber. Uh, unfortunately, not after me, but after <laughs> Craig Council, the Brewers manager, because he's been known to have a great September as a manager. Um, uh-huh. With expanded rosters and flexibility, he seems to be able to squeeze the most out of his roster. Um, so, yeah, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that we'd be hitting September 1st with like a 70 to 80% chance of making a playoff spot, being in first place with a three-game cushion in the NL Central, and the Cardinals were in last place, I would probably do a couple of backflips, Ozzie Smith style. So um, what are your thoughts so far on where the Brewers are headed here into September, Vince? Yeah, I know it's really easy to to kind of get wrapped up in, you know, some of the short-term thinking that happens naturally when, you know, the Brewers lose a series in Chicago like we just did. Um you know, we wanted to, to at least win that series. But that being said, I, like you, am very excited that we are in the position that we're in. I think that um, this is a team that certainly, you know, it has its strengths and it certainly has its weaknesses and holes. But that being said, I do think that the Brewers um, have the potential to be very tough uh, down the stretch and in any postseason scenario. I don't uh, think that this is a perfect team by any stretch, but I do think that we've got you know, a lot of talent. So I, I'll, I'll take it, you know, it's, it is, it is what it is at this point, but certainly um, a three game lead heading into September. I know that there's an off day today as we tape this on uh, August 31st. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that heading into September. And um, we do finish up the season, of course, at Miller park with a three game set um, against the Cubs at home. So that's kind of exciting. Hopefully we've got the division wrapped up before that season, that series. Um if not, we'd probably still be vying for a wild card spot. Um, so, as the Cubs may be as well, um, I guess the unfortunate thing of the we just came out of a series at Wrigley where we won the first game but lost the last two. If we would have won that series, we would have kind of taken control of a couple of things. Obviously, a bigger a five game lead instead of three in the d- division, which would have been huge. And we also would have had a one uh, one game lead over the or a two game lead actually over the Cubs for the head-to-head record, and that's the tiebreaker. If there's a tie for the top of the division, there's going to be no one-game playoffs anymore. Those are a thing of the past with a new collective bargaining agreement. So basically, they're going to go to tiebreakers, and the tiebreaker um, would be head-to-head play, and now us and the Cubs, I think, are, are tied with the same exact record. So that last three-game series will decide whoever wins that series will also have the tiebreaker if it comes down to that. So that's some interesting tidbits. Um other teams in the Central, the Reds, unfortunately, have fallen a little bit on hard times. Obviously, they didn't do that much at the deadline. So I believe, I think they're about six or seven games back of us as of this third of, third of September here. So not that they can't win the division. They're right in the thick of the wild card race still. But um, it's obviously showing, um, you know, them not adding, I think, specifically to their, their pitching staff. 
Yeah, they're six games behind us right now. Thank you, um, Tanisha, for that. Um, Scott's intern. Um, yeah, yeah, so so six games and back of us, they still have a, a shot, but in reality, they're probably looking to, to make one of the three wild card spots. Um, in the they actually claimed some pitchers today, Craig. Uh, you know, we're kind of taping this at a weird moment, uh, where the afternoon of some of the team's waiver wire um, additions being announced, and I know that. Um, both the Reds and the Guardians were very active today. So both the Ohio teams were were, were quite active. So I, to get to your point just about the, the Reds not act, uh, adding, um, they seem to add more in the outfield today. They picked up former Brewers outfielder Hunter Renfro uh, today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting observation. So uh, before we get into that, both the, well, mainly, mainly uh, the Angels, but also the White Sox, uh, waived a bunch of players, um, the, the Angels in particular. I mean, the Angels' actions this week are kind of questionable, in my opinion. It reminds me, for any of you listeners who have played in, like, a fantasy baseball or league, whatever, when you have an owner that realizes their team's not that good and that they're kind of desperate to try to make the playoffs, and they trade all their best prospects to, to make a huge push to try to make the playoffs, and then with a week left or something like that, they uh, in this case, a month here of the season for MLB, they just jettison all their players the waiver wire, and it's just like a free-for-all, and it's kind of messes with the integrity of the league. Obviously, it's different because in MLB, if the players get picked up, their contracts are owed and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. The Angels, they released Harrison Bader, and I'm sorry, that the Cardinals released Harrison Bader, the Hunter Renfro was released by the Angels. Both those outfielders are picked up by the Reds, as you just mentioned. Um, also, the Angels released Lucas Giolito, um, Ronaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore, three pitchers, two of them starters. Matt yeah. Moore is a left-handed reliever. And the Cleveland Guardians picked up all three of them. So, it, one, I mean, one quick update from our interns here as a note, Craig. Uh, Harrison Bader was released by, or I'm sorry, was waived by the Yankees, not the Cardinals. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, okay, my bad. That makes more yeah. sense. Both the teams are in last place. I, you know, I'm confused. Yeah. Yankees and Cardinals. But anyway, yeah, um, you're right. Uh, Harrison Bader, former Cardinal, and also now it's going to be former Yankee as he's now joining the Cincinnati Reds. Now, the Reds, I think, were pretty good on offense already. I think they were really in need of more pitching, but they do have Hunter Green, who just came back off the – IL yesterday and pitched a really nice game and a big win for them. So again, they're still hanging in there and they're definitely right in the thick of the NL wildcard race. So again, this is someone that could be a, a wildcard opponent uh, in the wildcard round of the Brewers. So just to throw it out there, Vince, if you had to pick your druthers, and again, no one likes doing this, but just let's just assume at this point, the Brewers hang on to win the NL Central. Uh, they would host a three-game wildcard uh series at AmFam Field, of course, at the beginning of October, um, and play the last wildcard team, uh, the third wildcard team. At this point, who would you rather that team be? The Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds, Giants, or Phillies? I will say that the Phillies are likely to probably get the the number one wildcard, so we wouldn't have to play them. But uh, the other teams, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds, or Giants, if you had to pick, like forced gun to your head type of thing, which team would you pick to play? Cubs. Yeah, bring them on. I, I want to beat the Cubs in October. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, I remember <laughs> back to 163 in 2018 is pretty special. Um, you know, the Cubs, I, despite 2016, have done a lot of losing in the month of October. So, no, I, I, I'd say the Cubs. I, I would love to play the Cubs. My only qualm about that is that the Brewers 
uh, ticket office, uh, and including our anonymous source, Tom Carter, would have to figure out ways to, because he works there, uh, would have to figure out ways to keep that stadium from having so many Cubs fans in it, because that would be pretty embarrassing. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd bring on the Cubs. I also agree with, and I was going to pick the Cubs, but to be different, I'll pick the Reds. Um, the Giants, their offense doesn't scare me, but their pitching does. And we just, that seemed to be a team that has like these scrapper type that just kill the Brewers in the, in the playoffs or the, and they also have Jack Peterson, who's a Brewer killer. So I'd want to avoid them, especially with their playoff experience. Um, the Diamondbacks I'd want to avoid uh, mostly because I think they have uh, a Cy Young award uh, candidate and Zach Gallon. I wouldn't want to face him with the first game and go, go down in a hole or something. Kick and, off and, and he pitched incredibly well against Milwaukee in April. If you remember that series in, in Phoenix, uh, he was, he was, very, very tough on the Brewers. And the Cubs don't scare me as much, but I guess I'll just go with the Reds here for the reason you pointed out. I, I'd like to have home field vans with our fans, and I don't really want to have to deal with Cub fans. So I'd like to, if I had my druthers, I guess I'd pick the Reds. I, and I guess one of the caveats is that is I think if the Reds would get that spot, I think the Cubs are not completely out of the playoffs, which I'd also prefer. So that's, I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, obviously facing the Reds, um, they do have some decent pitchers, but I really feel like we have a, a supreme advantage over them on the pitching front and so therefore in that yeah I, that's why I, i'll guess i'll go with that hypothetical scenario but anyway are yeah. you are you at all surprised the the brewers now again i think that the both the guardians and the reds were above uh, the brewers in the waiver wire order so to speak so they probably who knows who they would have actually signed but i guess are you surprised they haven't signed they didn't pick up anyone off waivers i know mike clevenger completely cleared waivers after yeah that's why i was white sucks yeah, that's who, that's who I was actually about to bring up, Craig. I'm surprised that Mike Clevenger wasn't claimed by Cincinnati. Um, I certainly think that he would have provided at least a little bit of help to that rotation. Um, and you know what? If I'm the Brewers, I'm going to pick him up in that spot as well. You know, we've we've had to fill in with guys like Colin Ray and, and you know, who's had pretty limited success, quite frankly. And, you know, Adrian Hauser is, is hurt now. Uh, Wade Miley is back, obviously, but – has been hurt, but Brandon Woodruff is back, but has been hurt. We've had a lot of injuries to our rotation. Uh, Julio Tehran uh, filled in very well for a while before falling off a bit, but he's currently hurt. You know, I think I would have really liked to add a guy like Clevenger to the mix for the last, you know, six weeks of the year. I, I would have been very excited to get Mike Clevenger today. I, I know that there's been, you know, uh, other teams that have kind of spoken a bit to maybe some clubhouse issues with him, but I, I would have taken a, a flyer on a guy like by Clevenger for sure today. No, I agree with you on that, especially if Brewer fans are aware, uh, Adrian Hauser uh, left his last start and has actually been placed in the IL, so we're really down our fifth starter to begin with. In fact, his rotation spot would come up on Saturday here against the Phillies, which is a, a big series at home, which I think is a litmus test on like just how good we're going to be in the playoffs. That the Phillies, I consider a really strong team. They were in the World Series last year, and that they um, – you know, we should be able to be a team like that in a three-game series at home. But with that being said, uh, Saturday's we, starting pitcher has not been determined yet. We're sitting here on Thursday, October, I'm sorry, August 31st. And uh, speculation is, well, first of all, Julio Tehran is uh, on, also currently on the IL, and he um, has done one rehab have, have start so far, but it doesn't time out that uh, he's going to be able to pitch for us on Saturday and they want him to start another game in the minor leagues, at least before coming back to the big club, possibly to help out. So the speculation is that it's either going to be Colin Ray, who's of course pitched in earlier in the season as a Brewers, or 
um, Robert Gasser, um, who has had a phenomenal year at AAA. I, I think he's nine and one, and he leads the international league in strikeouts with like 147 strikeouts and just around 100, 110 innings or something like that. So he's had a phenomenal year. Um, and I, as a left-hander, I, I really hope, and I'm I'm guessing he gets the start on Saturday, makes his major league, but the, and Brewers debut this Saturday against the Phillies. Um, we'll see. It could be Colin Ray. It could be someone else. So, but with that being said, you know, picking up Clevenger seemed like it would have been really nice for depth going into the final month. But why that didn't happen, yeah, there, I'm sure it was there, There's a financial component to the Clevenger situation as well. You know, with with Clevenger, I think he'd be owed something like $5 million just for the one month worth of action. So that is a concern, I, I would say, for for most clubs, including Milwaukee, certainly. So I, I would say that that's probably the reason why it's not just a, a quick talent evaluation. Um yeah, so I we'll have to have. Our, I, I just got a note from interns. Five point three eight million dollars uh, would be the remaining salary plus buyout uh, that he would be owed for one month worth of service. Yeah, that's probably way too hefty for a small market team like the Brewers. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, so I guess with that being, I guess I'm not totally surprised. Circling back to the Yankees and their uh, waiver wire um, movement. They also waived uh, Josh Donaldson, third baseman, who's had a horrific year for the um, Yankees. He's very injury prone. He's an aging veteran at this point. There's speculation that Brewers could be interested in picking him up because he'd only be owed the prorated league minimum for the rest of the year. Um, I I guess before I, I give my thoughts, what are your thoughts on that potent, that possibility? You know, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of circulation. I know Scott's kind of our on the on the ground beat reporter, so we'll have to wait till he opines on this. But there's been a lot of talk about his issues in the clubhouse. Um, could you catch lightning in a bottle with him? Yeah, you could. He's obviously got a ton of talent at times. He's he's had that at least in his career. A former American League MVP. Um, I, the clubhouse stuff. I I I, I kind of go back and forth about. It. I guess to answer your question, yes, I would take a flyer on him if everything was equal. I think he's probably an, an upgrade to a point but i don't know that um i don't know it's it's really tough to say i guess i would over brian anderson but that's just me yeah you got to be in the mix but you know i i'm not like i wouldn't be terribly excited about it he'd just be like another another guy i don't really see him doing much he's had a terrible year he didn't hit well last year i you know is it worth it? I don't know. It's just that we don't have many other good options, I guess, is my why I come down to, I guess, yes, at the end of the day. To me, he's not even that much of an upgrade over Brian Anderson, who has now been regulated to our bench. And so as both right-handed hitters and the fact that Anderson can play the outfield, I think he's more valuable to us for, uh, to, to remain on the roster, I guess, going forward. So, And Dallas's clubhouse um, supposed uh, negative clubhouse presence is I think the icing on the cake for me to say, no, I'm not interested. I really, in fact, would be a little bit irritated if the Brewers do actually sign them. So hopefully that does that rumor what, is not true. So what, what was those issues in the clubhouse? I guess I'm not even positive or sure. About um, that. I guess he is an a-hole. So, well, I, but sure. But, but what does that mean? Like, what did he do? I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's kind of, uh, I guess I, you know, that's all speculation, I guess. 
fans and through the media or whatnot. So I guess you don't, you know, there's been plenty of a-holes that have helped teams make the playoffs and and gone deep in the in the playoffs all the way back, being all the way back to like Reggie Jackson. So um and probably way, way beyond that. So <laughs> so I don't think that would be yeah. the number one deterrent, but I just I just don't like the guy. I don't want him on our team, I guess personally. But yeah, I'm not in Fair charge. Enough. So if the if the front office thinks he's going to help us make a push deep in the playoffs, then I'm not going to be totally against it, but I just don't like the guy, I guess, personally. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I really I – because I saw that today. I saw some of our colleagues, you know, in the media reporting that, and then I just I just couldn't find anything in terms of specifics. You know, like I, I – it's not that I don't believe what they're saying. I just am trying to figure out what it is exactly that he's done in the past. You know, is he a bad teammate? Is he, you know, pulling a – Avi Garcia with teammates wives or, you know, like what's the problem? I just am trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to speculate. Um, so getting back to the Brewers themselves, obviously the additions of Carlos Santana and Mark Hanna have been a nice little jolt to the offense, especially yeah. their veterans, veteran bats. And uh, compared to some of the rookies that we had been, and, and we still continue to play, but overall, um, we still have offensive struggles. The saving grace for this team, and I think the reason why we're selling first is because of Christian Yelich's like unbelievable rebound um, into a, like really an all-star level player. Unfortunately, to offset that great rebound, uh, Willie Adams, who was our offensive player of the year, probably pretty much the last two seasons since we acquired him from Tampa Bay, is having oh. a fairly horrific season and barely you know hovering above the Mendoza line and hitting in the middle of our lineup still because we don't have other options. Like there's a lot of key at bats. He's coming up and striking out with runners in scoring position. And really, I think costing us dearly. I know he did in the Cubs series and and previous ones. And so hopefully he can catch, he's he's heated up a little bit this last three weeks, but I really hope that he can really find the Willie of the last two years here as we, as we hit September and hopefully October. Yeah, of course. That'd be, that'd be great. I, Having a conversation earlier, it, it, you know, obviously the starting pitching has been our saving grace. Our bullpen has been uh, outstanding for most of the season. Uh, the Christian Yelich, William Contreras combo has been awesome in our lineup. I think that the new additions have played really well and have actually exceeded my expectations, uh, specifically Mark Hanna. Um, and then uh, the young guys, I think, have provided just – obviously you're going to get some of the good and some of the bad when you're talking about a younger group of rookies, but um, have been just really fun and a, a great dynamic as part of our overall team this year. But you're right. You know, Willie Adam- Adamas is, has been going through a really bad season. There's nothing else you can say about it. I think that, um, you know, you could probably argue as to what's causing that. I don't know if it's a, it's a kind of pitchers adapting to him a little bit more in the national league after two seasons. I think that you could actually see some of that starting last season. Uh, people just didn't want to, address it or talk about it but his you know his offensive numbers in 2021 were amazing in 2022 they were okay but they weren't really to me the numbers of um one of the best shortstops in the league um so i i think you could see some of that actually starting already um i don't know if it's just a, gen, a general downward slope for him um just because he's aging or what what the issue is but um i certainly think that or maybe it's something you know something else maybe he's worried about his contract i don't know but um certainly he has been a, a kind of an albatross in our offense all year. And you feel for the guy because he is a spark plug. He is a, a lively guy. He, he's a great personality. He's obviously seems like a very popular and fun teammate, but 
um, you do have to wonder, you know, when or if he's he's going to be able to put it all together. And he has, it should also be pointed out, he has continued to play great defense with the exception of yesterday, actually. But, you know, that that's going to happen to anybody, um, as frustrating as that was. But um, I, I I still think that he's been playing great defense um, and, and contributing in other ways, too, besides his awful offense. But it's really going to... I think be a question for the Brewers going into the offseason as to what we're going to do with Willie. I think his trade value has certainly taken a hit. Um, do we just bring him back next year? Do we try to extend him for cheaper? Do we part ways and move terrain to shortstop? I don't know. Uh, it'll be a very interesting um, topic, I think, this offseason. Yeah, and he has under team control next year, too, so uh, we'd have to make a decision on when and if we might consider trading him before he hits free agency. Um, I will say that he is a very aggressive right-handed hitter, and uh, he, which is usually to his benefit, and, and he is streaky because of it. And I just hope that he gets on one of his patented hot streaks right at the right time to propel the Brewers deep into the playoffs this year. I guess that's what I'm holding out hope for, and 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 we'll try to, you know, hope that he turns it around yeah. here. Um, I will say that it's yeah. really exciting to have Brandon Woodruff back in the rotation. Freddie Peralta's having yeah. a great second half and really pitching like top of the rotation starter. Carbon Burns has had a kind of up and down year. Um, Definitely not Cy Young quality this year. He had a great start against the Cubs and has kind of been turning around. If we have all three of our aces firing on all cylinders, and then we have the magician, Wade Miley, the magician, as our fourth <laughs> starter, I, I, I'm feeling really good about our chances in short playoff series. So, again, we just yeah. the goal is we got to get there, and hopefully we have enough offense now to do so. Even having someone like Rowdy Tellez back from the IL, I think, is a nice boon as a platoon, platoon hitter or even left-handed better off the bench. So overall, I just think we've improved, if nothing else, we've improved the depth of our team here um, yep. since the trade deadline. Um, and I'm feeling confident the Brewers are, are well on their way to making the playoffs this season. And that's pretty exciting to me. So, and I'm sure to all of our Brewer fans and listeners, which also includes uh, my nephew, Alex, um, my brother, Brandon's son, hopefully he can become a guest on our show in a future podcast. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. So be great. His dad has done some great minor league analysis of uh, of things over the years for us too. Yeah, maybe we can pass Epitan on definitely. So, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, looking forward to a great uh, September here for the Brewers. And and speaking of Craig Temper, which I led this off with, uh, Craig Council usually, you know, we need him to work his magic this month. Um, I will point out real quickly, running out of time here, but um, that. Craig Council, I, I heard on my radio interview and he was being pressed about, you know, whether or not he's going to be signing an extension or whatnot or what's going on with that. And he just very kind of demonstrably said that it won't be, you know, we'll discuss that when the season ends. It's, it's on the back burner right now. So I obviously I think, and it, he was pressed on it. He said, yep, we'll, we'll talk about that at the season. So I don't know where he's at or what's going on, but um, I'm very hopeful that the Brewers will be able to lock him up long-term as you already know my feelings on him. And it would be a tremendous loss to the organization if you happen to move on for whatever reason, hopefully not financial. Um, but I'm confident that he's a Milwaukee Brewer at heart, and hopefully he'll stay here long term. But we shall see. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about him going to a different organization. I am a little worried in the sense that I, I have heard from numerous sources, not just Tom, but others, that he may want to, to spend some more time with his family. And um, that could be a very legitimate concern or, and or a reason why he might uh, not want to come back in 2024. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that this is not the last Craig Timber that we have as Brewer fans. And um, I, of course, 
also applaud and love the job that he's done as our manager since he took over in 2015. It's hard to believe it's been that many years, but yeah, he's been outstanding. And um, it's been one factor of Brewers baseball in the last, you know, eight plus years that we haven't really had to worry about is, is for the most part, his in-game managerial decisions have been outstanding. His ability to control a clubhouse has been outstanding. His ability to get the most out of, you know, in some cases, very, very little actual talent have been amazing. And, um, I think it would be a huge loss to the organization to lose Craig. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that these rumors will be put aside, um, and it's not some you know issue with money and or some issue with uh, Mark Adonazio or ownership. Um, well, let's just hope that it resolves itself positively and that he signs a long-term extension here after the season. Yeah, with so much uncertainty in the Brewers' future, you know, obviously with Craig Council, with their impending free agents, uh, not this offseason but next. Um, and, you know, you know, Bob Euchre, Bud Celia are getting up there in age. And but uh, yeah, I, I really just want something. I just feel like there's some magic in the Brewers this season. I hope that they can make a deep playoff run and hopefully make a World Series appearance. But we, we shall see. I don't want to get the fans too excited. But I just feel like hopefully we're going to catch catch a little bit of a hot streak and get some magic here going in the postseason. So, yeah, I like September. your optimism, Greg. That's that's great. I like your optimism. I, I personally don't think that this is the year myself. I, I don't mean to be a naysayer. I, I just don't think, I think we've got too many holes on this team personally. I, I, but I, I would go all in for next year, but obviously we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm I do think that we've got a, the chance to go deep in a postseason series with this pitching. I do think that, um, you know, we're definitely a talented team. I think that, I think that we're close. I, I don't know if this is the year, but fingers crossed. Let's hope. Yeah, well, let's let's just stay classy, Wisconsin, and let's go Brewers. Yep, thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Chad. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.